everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and today my guest is Joanna Vargas. She is a business coach, a speaker, and entrepreneur. She loves talking about creating your own happiness in life. Joanna, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Thank you so much for having me, and I like the smart people, so I hope I'm a smart person. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope that my audience doesn't get tired of me explaining this, but here's what it is. I believe everybody knows something about a topic that I don't know as much about as they do. So by having you come on the show today, totally. you've got something that you can teach me and I'm looking forward to, to learning from what you've got to share. Got it. And vice versa too. I want to learn from you. So I'm excited. Let's jump into it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Today, I wanted to, I kind of brought you on and I wanted to talk about kind of your experience as an entrepreneur and your kind of moving, transitioning from brick and mortar to, you know, really where you are today. So let's start off with where were you? What, what kind of, uh, what kind of business were you in? And then kind of where did you uh, metamorphosize to? Right. Meta I'm totally in a metamorphosis right now. I feel like I'm in the chrysalis coming out into a butterfly. Well, Rob, I started in 2004 and I opened my first brick and mortar and that was a dance studio. Prior to that, I had always been a business owner, hustler with either a side hustle or something of that nature, yet I never worked in corporate. I was not that girl that was in corporate and then left. I was a true born entrepreneur since I was a little girl. And opened up the dance studio in 2004. I've sold that business about eh, maybe eight years ago, went through a whole legal battle as well with the guy that purchased it because he, gosh, embezzled a lot of money. So learned a lot from that and then opened up my second business, which was a brick and mortar. And that was a fitness studio. And I just closed that two months ago. So if you're listening to this in real time because of COVID and closed that on June 1st. Okay. So you have this kind of experience where first you've got the dance studio, which you're able to sell. And then you've got the uh, fitness studio, which due to unforeseen circumstances, it becomes a, a very difficult, almost basically an untenable business to run with yeah. the way that COVID is right now. And so you decide, okay, um, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do something new. So tell me a little bit about what are you doing now? Well, in between those two businesses as well, Rob, I also have other things that are events and go figure because of COVID. So I produce a 5K and a music festival and uh, a dance competition. So with that being said, I was ready to transition from the brick and mortar world anyway. The COVID world just made everything go faster. So what I'm doing now is I have an online fitness membership site and all of my in-person events are now going virtual. So we're doing a virtual 5K run, a virtual dance competition, and then now producing a couple podcasts as well. And working from home, creating that lifestyle. And I am in love with it, Rob. It's everything that I've wanted to do. It just, God and everybody else just kicked me forward into it. That's what I'm doing. Wow. So I love the idea and I love the, 
I love the enthusiasm that you bring to it. But I've got to ask, okay, a virtual 5K, how on earth do you do a virtual <laughs> 5K? You know what, Rob? I don't even know either. I'm figuring it out as we go. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> that's how I learned. That's how I do my businesses. I'm like, I'm going to jump off the cliff and build the parachute as we go down. But as of right now, what it looks like is we're going to do it on Halloween. And it's going to be a Halloween run. And it's always been a Halloween-themed run, but we've never done it on Halloween because you're, you know, you're fighting with all the other things that are going on. Right. And now right. the kids don't have much to do on Halloween. We're like, let's do a big family-style Halloween run. And it's our seventh year. So we've done six years in person. Now the seventh year, we're like, we're starting all over again. We're going to figure it out. And what it's going to look like is, Anybody now all over the world can run where before it was more of a community run. So that's another change as well. People don't have to get in the car and drive to go wherever the run is going to be. They're going to be able to run from their house wherever they want. And they're going to run by tagging us on Instagram as they're running. So we'll all run at the same time, collectively, energetically, but just not together. And if you can't run at that time on Halloween, then you can run a whole week before then. And we're going to do virtual costume contests, virtual pumpkin carving contests, so you can tag us on Instagram, people can vote. And we're kind of creating it as we go. And you know what, Rob? It's actually like, I think it's going to be more fun for us as event producers because we don't have to be there physically that day. I mean, we're going to do like this little virtual live party, but I'm like, isn't it so cool that now we don't have to be there and set up you know, at 3 a.m. So that's what it's looking like. I love it. It's, I mean, it becomes not just a 5K, but now you've got all of the other opportunities for people to participate. So people that aren't into running, well, maybe they're going to do yeah. their contest, uh, their costume. Maybe they're going to do a pumpkin, whatever it is. And then the really amazing thing is that you're able to take this and say, okay, whereas before I'm just working in my community, now I'm taking this and I'm broadening it out to anybody who's got and you know, anybody who's got the interest around the world. Is there a particular, are you raising funds for somebody with a 5k or what's the, what's the goal with that? You know what? Last year we ran, we raised money for the school system that was here in the city. And this year we haven't made our choice yet, but we are going to raise money for something. So we just don't know yet because we want to do something with the sign of the times. So maybe it's a business that needs a little a sponsorship so that they could stay in business or something like that. So we're trying to work on that because all my businesses, I've pivoted to the money that we give back to the sign of the times. Like what's going on right now? Like for my virtual dance competition, we've created a dance grant for dancers that are not dancing right now. So they need a little help when they go to the grocery store. Okay, now we're giving them a dance grant. So things like that that we've changed. We're going to see what we're going to do for the 5K. You know, doing something where it's giving back to the community and it's making an impact, that's got to be so powerful for you. Like, how does that, how does that feel? I've really pivoted my businesses to no longer hide behind the fact that I give back. Before, I used to give a lot of money on my dance studio, but I never publicized it, Right. And I always knew that by giving back, I actually, the business would grow more when I would give, but yet nobody knew that I was doing it. And you know, what's interesting, Rob, is that when I was giving, 
I remember, and this was the same gentleman who sued me. So go figure. Right. He, he was my financial advisor. And he looked at my books and he said, you're giving away too much money. And it wasn't even that much. It was maybe 5%, right? But to him, it was like, that's a lot of money. And I'm going, you're not going to stop me from giving back. And I was buying these opinions from people that like, that's too much money. My mom taught me that. She used to give a lot of money every month. And when my father found out how much money he was giving, he like lost his marble. Sure. And so, but she stood up and said, no, this is why our family is doing well because I'm giving and you don't have to know. So I no longer have those opinions and now I want to share with people. Like, let's give back and here's what I'm giving. And so I hope that inspires others as well. Yeah, it's so interesting because a lot of times giving is done for publicity reasons, okay? And that is, you, you know, somebody is handing out a check and it's the, it's the golf, the, uh, you know, golf <laughs> tournament check where it's huge and and they're yeah. making sure that everybody knows and it's a you know publicity opportunity and this is what it's about and what you're saying is no this is about me building a better community and it's not about publicity for my business it's about inspiring others to do the same and i think energetically people can read the bs people can see if it's fake and i showed up for the handshake and look at me and the check i'm giving you know so either way if it's up to them to, to make whatever opinion they are on it, then so be it. And I think that's why I was afraid to show up before where I thought people were going to think it was a PR stunt. I love it. So let's talk then about what you're doing right now. And you're, you've got a lot going on. So you mentioned you've got a podcast um, and you're also doing some other work. I love the name of your business, right? You are, you are the get up girl, right? <laughs> Where did you come up with that name? I, it, it's awesome. Thanks, Rob. You know, everybody tells me that, like, I love the name. And here's the cool thing. Anyone who is starting a business or restarting a business, you may know that feeling when you get the goosebumps feeling, you get the download, you just know, like, this is the one. And I was working on this podcast for almost three years, and it had a different title before, and it never felt right. And I felt like I wasn't acting on the podcast because of fear. And it wasn't that because I'm not, I mean, I'll, I'm that jump person, right? And I'll build the parachute as I go down. I knew that it wasn't the name yet. I knew that it wasn't the brand. And I remember saying out loud, when I hear the name, I will know. And that's it. And I was talking to my business coach at the time. And she asked me, what do people always ask you about? Like, what do they call you up for? What advice do people ask you for what do they say you're good at you know and that's going to be your niche and i thought about it and what came up was that people always say gosh you always get back up like you are so resilient all these things happen to you and you keep going like what keeps you moving and oh my gosh the get up girl i am the get up girl i always get back up it's like that clown that gets hit you know and it keeps right. coming popping back up you know and so that's how it was born. And yeah, I'm glad that you like the name. And you know what, Rob? We both are wearing red. Do you like red too? I love oh, it. <laughs> absolutely. What? So let me just say, I don't know how this happens. It, it's probably a God thing, but I end up, I always end up with the resiliency people on my podcast, which is phenomenal oh. to me. Okay. And this is where you and I have that connection because I, I don't think you know this, but when I was 21, I was uh, injured in a uh, body surfing accident. So 
I actually, I broke my neck. I'm paralyzed basically from the chest down, but it's a matter of that's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And what, what I have talked about since then is it's not a life sentence. It's a life lesson. And when you have those times that knock you down, it is a, a reminder that um, you have to get back up and you've got to keep going. Life continues to happen. It's just, it's your choice about whether or not you engage it and how you engage it. That's, that's really what it's about. And so I, I think that in some ways, what I'm, what I understand from you is you're looking at, you make a choice to get up. So talk to me then about the choices that you're making and how do you empower other people to make those choices for themselves? I love how you brought this up because that's actually one of the themes of my podcast is you always have a choice, always. You know that saying, well, I don't have a choice right now, but I just didn't have a choice. We say that so often and it's such BS. We always have a choice to get back up, right? And then we have the choice of how we're gonna get back up. Every 10 seconds, you're able to make another choice, another choice, another choice. And the choices I'm making today, Rob, that help me move forward are questions. I love to ask questions. And asking a question is a choice because I can live in the, the future. I can live in the conclusion. I can live in the end of the movie that has, hasn't even happened yet. Or I can live in what's happening right now and then make a choice and ask a question. And one of my favorite questions that I love to ask is, how can it get any better than this? So like, for example, before our podcast today, we're going to start, at, there was a little glitch and I'm like, okay, how does it get any better than this? What is the, what choice can I make right now? Right? right. Uh, I could freak out or I can go, oh, okay, what's going to happen here? And everything's a choice from every 10 seconds. It's like, okay, next 10 seconds, next 10 seconds. And here's another thing, Rob, I've really come to realize that I was taught that you can't change your mind. You can't make another choice, mm. which is such BS, right? Mm. And I totally get it that integrity and once you make a choice, stick with it. But we can always change our choice and then have integrity with our choice of making that change. Uh, maybe not go somebody, speak to somebody and say, you know what? I made the choice to say yes to this and now I've changed my mind, right? right? And I don't think we're taught that. And that's another thing. I'm learning that I can always make a different choice. Yeah. I don't have to keep that one forever. I can say yes to the party on Saturday and then Saturday say, you know what? I've made another choice now. I'm no longer going to go to the party and have integrity with how I do it. I think that what you're touching on is that, that pressure that we put on ourselves to be perfect and then to be able to say like, okay, this is what I decided to do and now I'm, I'm going to stick with it no matter what. And what we really need to learn we need to learn from our mistakes. We need to learn from the things that don't go well. We need to learn from everything that happens. And we also need to always be evaluating the facts of the situation. Yeah. And so as we're going through, whatever the reason is, you say, okay, I was going to do this, but because of what has come up, because of what I've learned, because of what I now know, I am no longer going to be able to do that. Is that does that resonate with you? Completely, yes. And I think the part two of it is having honor of the choice that you do make now and standing up to it. Because what I've discovered is that we're afraid to make a different choice or like you said, all the circumstances and now go, oh, I've now changed my mind, make a different choice. And then what I've noticed is that 
people will ghost you, quote unquote, like just ignore you now. Or so they might not come to the party after all. They might not show up on you. And then you're going, hey, what happened? That's okay if you, you're not gonna come after all, but let me know. And that's what I think the difference is. We're not taught so, to do that, so we're taught to hide. And then, then you leave people hanging. Wow. You've got me really thinking about this, and I, I love this idea. And here's, for me, because of my physical situation, because of my physical limitations, I had to come to understand who am I, right? And how does, how do my, how does my disability impact the essence of who I am? And really, it doesn't, okay? <laughs> I am Rob. That's who I am, regardless of my physical limitations. But right after my injury, what I learned is who my friends are and who were my acquaintances, okay? Because my friends are the people that accept me for who I am. And my disability doesn't freak them out because they can see past the disability to see who I am, as opposed to the other people. And the disability just is too much of a barrier for them to get past. And in that way, I think what you're talking about is becoming comfortable with yourself mm -hmm. and becoming, becoming in some ways forgiving of yourself because understanding like, okay, you know what? I used to think this and now I think that, and I didn't change my mind just because I like to change my mind and I'm capricious and I, I, it's a whim, but I changed my mind because I have thought about it and for these reasons, now I'm moving forward. It, it, is that in keeping with what we're talking about? Yeah, Rob, as you're speaking, I was thinking about, I changed my mind because I can. I remember my mom like, why do I have to do that? My mom would say, because I said so. It's almost like that, like, because I can, because I'm Joanna, because I'm Rob, because I changed it. That's why I'm changing it. Why do I have to give you, I wonder what it is that I have to give you a reason for it. And you know what's interesting too? Like right now with the virus and with COVID, I feel like it's just exposed who we are. It has exposed your real friends. It mm. has exposed the people around you that you really want around you. Right. I've had friends that have really peeked through as flowers and friends that have gone away like weeds. And you're going, oh, I thought we were actually closer. And you ran for the hill. Right. And you actually came through when I, you were not there before. I couldn't see you. And now it just has exposed. I can actually see the ones that are there for me. It's really interesting. Again, in my experience, what I've learned is that difficult circumstances don't build character, they reveal character. And so <laughs> yes. as, we, as we go through these difficult times, it's when you see who people really are and what your relationships really are. And in that way, it's a reminder, don't wait for the difficult circumstances to come in order to, to form your own you know, opinion of yourself or to form who you are. You build character during, the easy times and that character is revealed during the difficult times we're getting ready to get ready so we're actually getting ready before it's time to get ready yes i love that yeah i i think about it from this idea there's an old welch proverb that says something like smooth seas never made a skilled mariner and the idea you can learn how to sail on nice calm lake whatever but mm -hmm. you are not learning just so that you can sail on the nice days. 
it becomes the art of you're going somewhere, you have a destiny, you want to get there. This is the vehicle. And regardless of what the circumstances are, regardless of what the barriers and the obstacles might be, you're going to use those skills to move forward. Yeah, I love that analogy. I love that quote. Awesome. So tell me then a little bit, you, one of the things that I read about on your website is you have this concept of a bulletproof mindset. Tell me I'm about so it. I'm so glad that you did that. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, this came to me as a download because when you wear a bulletproof vest and if you were to get shot in your chest, so to speak, it's going to hurt. Right. You're going to fall down. Mm-hmm. You might lose consciousness for a little bit. You might, uh, you're going to carry, my... carry a bruise from it most likely. Right. Heck yeah. It's not going to feel good. Right. But you're probably not going to die. That's what I see mindset as. I think when we say like mindset and mindfulness and bulletproof mindset and all this thing, like it means like nothing's going to hurt you or nothing's going to bring you down. Like the, the sailor you said on the sea, it's going to probably knock us over yet. I am going to be able to get back up and still be resilient. It's not going to kill me. So I see my mindset, like I'm building my body with like, as if I was doing crunches, as if I'm building my bicep with really heavy dumbbells. I see it as the same thing. And I can't be strong on the outside until I'm strong in the inside, which is my brain. And I am doing six pack crunches for my brain. I'm doing bicep curls for my brain and my mindset. Just like you said, we're getting ready to get ready. So if my brain is strong and resilient with a bulletproof vest, then my body can get back up after the hard hits and after the bullets hit me. Okay. Uh, This would be technically a mind blown (laughs) second. Okay. Because when you, (laughs) when you see like the movie that like the bulletproof monk, right? You have these kind of martial arts guys and they run around and they have this slow motion moment where and they move and the bullet like whizzes by them and they don't get hit by the bullet. It has no impact on them. All right. That's not a bulletproof person. That's a bullet dodging person. Oh, mic drop. Um, Yeah. That the bulletproof means, yeah, it hits you. It has an impact, but you survive. And so the question is not about it, it. it's not about that necessary experience. It's about what you're doing after that. It's about your recovering. It's about your healing. It's about your movement beyond that. Fantastic concept. I, I love it. Okay. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So let me just, I'm going to stop here for just a quick second and tell me what kind of services are you offering to people? Uh, you know, how can people learn from you? Oh, my membership for my ladies, it's called the Live Fully Academy, and you can go to the fitfactorstudio.com. And I have all the concepts of fitness, but it's actually about living. I feel like the fitness professions, professionals out there are teaching too much from the outside in. Just what I talked about, you can't be strong on the outside unless you're strong on the inside. So I teach fitness from the inside out. 
So if that's something that you're looking for, my gals, fellas, I got other stuff for you too, but that's called the Live Fully Academy at thefitfactorstudio.com. Would love to have you there. And also check out my podcast, which is The Get Up Girl. And I talk about all these things that we're talking about right now, Rob, you know, just have conversations. It's mostly right now a solo show. I'll be having interviews soon, but would love to have you. Hey, you got it. Um, I'd be honored to be on with that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So listen, what I'm definitely going to do is take all your contact information and everything, and I'll put that in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you. Listen, I just real quick, one of the things in the show notes was about this is not just something you talk about. This is something that you've lived, okay? And you had the experience from a business where you lost a quarter of a million dollars, okay? Twice, twice. Wow, and, <laughs> and yet it's not like you're sitting at home, uh, you know, eating bonbons. In, in, in your pajamas, on the couch, eating bonbons, watching soap operas. And Even just though saying, I want to, I want to, Rob. <laughs> but you decide to get back up. Tell me a little bit about the skills that you, that you had or the skills that you developed and then how you're able to, what's the leap between having those skills yourself and being able to teach them to other people? Couple things. Same thing we talked about before, getting ready to get ready. I was getting ready before this happened, before I lost the quarter million dollars twice. I was sued for a quarter million, exactly. And then the second time was I produced a music festival and I lost money to these big record labels, a quarter million dollars. Mm. And I had to put my house up for it. And I still got back up. Anybody from the outside would be like, uh, get, a, get a nine to five already. Like, what are you doing? You're insane. I actually lost the boyfriend of it from it because he's like, what are you doing? Like, so another thing I do, Rob, is I know it's not mine. Meaning I know the fears and all the doubts and all the things that I want to give up for are not my thoughts and feelings. They're things that I've picked up living on this planet. When I was a baby, I didn't have those thoughts and feelings. But as I grew up, you become a teenager, you get older, you listen to everybody's junk and you take on their stuff. And what I've realized, it's not mine because right. the true authentic Joanna is like psh, uh, happy, loving, let's go, let's get them. You don't see a baby learning how to walk in the first time and they fall down and go, oh, I'm done. No, right. but they don't have those yet. They don't sure. have those opinions yet, right? Right. Well, they. that's an awesome analogy because it's like they don't realize that when they fell down, it's failure. It's, it's a matter of, okay, like I fell, but then there's somebody else there that's saying, listen, let's get up, let's do it again. And yeah. it's okay. I, I actually, uh, one of the things that I do is I, I talk to parents of children with disabilities and talk to them Whoa. about the idea of, listen, do not expect anything less than greatness from your children. And, but on top of that, don't, be afraid to let them fail because when you're going through experiences, when you fail, that is how you learn what the extent of your limitations are. And when you, you decide, okay, it didn't work this time. What have I learned from that? And how do I move forward? I, listen, you and I could probably talk all day. Forever. I uh, don't, my 
like punching the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, this has been phenomenal. I have learned a lot. You have shown me that you are smart. What it's time for now is to show that you're a person. It is time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I don't know if I'm a person. I might be an alien, Rob, but let's do it. All right, <laughs> so when you were a kid, what was your favorite cereal? Cheerios. Really? Um, you are such a high energy person. I should have known it. Like I would have been like, it would have been like uh, lucky charms or something. Okay, for me. Yeah. It has to have sugar and marshmallows and everything that goes with it. But yeah, way to go. You're a Cheerios person and much healthier for it. I, These are great questions. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, what do you remember most about your very first job? Ooh, I worked at pizza hut. Were you done with the question? Or yep, more? That's it. Oh, okay. I worked at Pizza Hut, and what I remember most was making the boxes, the, right. the cardboard boxes. And what I remember is that whenever there was downtime, I never allowed myself to just stand there as an employee. I always felt the need to, I guess, be a good employee and, and earn my wages. And so anytime there's downtime, I was making boxes, and the other employees would literally tell me, you don't have to do that right now. Like, stop, like almost like you're making us look bad. Right. And I, I was, they were trying to bring me down to their level. That's what I remember. You know, it's so funny. One of my first jobs was, do, was in a pizza place as well. It wasn't, it wasn't a <laughs> franchise, but yeah, that was, pizza. I did the same thing. And I remember that we literally ran out of boxes. So I'm like, okay, tell me what else can I do? I love it. Uh, <laughs> last thing, what is your favorite family tradition? Whoa, family tradition. It would be taking a photo every time we're together. Okay. So we have this thing, like if there's, I don't know, 20 people, like, all right, everybody, we're gonna take a photo. And I'm always the girl to get the photo together because I love having those memories of looking back. I wanna be, you know, have the grandkids looking and going, oh, look at what they look like in 2005 or whatever it was. Right. That's what a tradition, yeah. Fantastic. Joanna, you have been phenomenal. I feel like um, my day has improved just from having an interview with you. Thank exactly. you for that. Uh, for all of my listeners, I will remind you as always, uh, please subscribe, send us some feedback, uh, check out Joanna. And in the meantime, remember that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.